Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, Simon here and I'm joined by Fraser. Hi Fraser, how are you? Uh, all good, all good, all good. Yeah, uh, as good. well as one can be following yeah. the Easter weekend. <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, what, you didn't get enough chocolate? Are you, you, you <laughs> something, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Not enough eggs. Yeah, no, I know. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it's something like that, yeah. yeah. Uh, that was the only bad bit of the weekend. The rest of yes. it was blinding. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> weather was nice and all. Well, it was weird, wasn't it? Weird weather. Oh, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah but um, we, we, I mean, maybe we, we should just... into that very British thing and just talking about the weather. Yeah. It would be better than talking about those two games. Uh, yes. Would give me more <laughs> pleasure, just, Joy. just yeah. 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 Well, the games yeah. you're obviously referring to over the Easter weekend, Sunderland, uh, a 3-1 defeat, and Accrington, a 2-1 defeat. So we'll talk about those and then look forward to the weekend and, and next Tuesday uh, and those games. But yeah. Easter, I guess. Yeah, first first things first. Sunderland. Um, did, first, did you see the game? Uh, no, I didn't actually. No, I was uh, I was kind of listening to it uh, intermittently. I've since mm. seen the uh, the extended thing they do. It's about twenty the, minutes the long. Important events. Yeah, yeah. I've <laughs> since seen that. Um, yeah, and you know, I, if I was watching it live, I probably would have thought that. Um, after Henry's goal, we'd we'd have filled with this optimism uh, that soon evaporated. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, it was a uh, like much of the season, sort of frustrating. I, we we just spoke very very briefly before we started recording and sort of talking about how it, it's a frustrating season because we're we're close but we're not quite close enough, and it it was a bit like that in that game in that we we played well in parts, we looked bright in parts, we. You know, we get the goal and it, it's just a bit kind of like we don't capitalise when we get in good positions. And I think we've, we've kind of done that with this season where we had that run and we got into a good position and we've kind of faltered a bit. And, and we've done that in games as well. And, and we did it with Sunderland, who, fair enough, you know, they took their chances. 3-1 flattered them because we were chasing the game at 2-1 um, with 10 men and, you know, that when they get the third it's a bit kind of um, academic really it's it... yeah there's always a chance of that happening isn't there when you yeah. when you when you're you know desperate to find an equalizer uh, you know and when they've uh, got people like um is it Max Power uh, yeah. on the pitch yeah. yeah there's always a chance of that happening um, absolutely and then i don't know but the the days after the game I mean, after the Accrington game, we were still talking about the Sunderland game, but yeah. not really for football. It was a no. lot of stuff went on with um, our old friend Trevor Kettle, didn't it? Yes. Yeah. Um, uh, so I, I mean, I, we both, I think, you know, we're kind of, we try and defend referees. It's, I, I tweeted something which I think summed it up. You know, it is a very, very difficult job to do, but he just makes it look even harder. It, yeah. It's not... Yeah, I mean, you know, as you say, I I I try to defend them as well. I, I think it's an unbelievably difficult job. Um, not that all jobs come down to how much you earn in relation to other people you work with, but you know, the earnings of a referee compared to the people, even at our level, compared to the people he's officiating or mm. working with in the dugout, is 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 probably buttons. Um, yeah. But and he's got to kind of take their their crap for for two hours mm. um, and. Um, but yeah, like you say, I, I don't know. I don't know the guy personally, <laughs> but it's, it's, and usually my issue with, 
uh, our fans getting into refs is that I genuinely think some of our fans think there's a conspiracy against Oxford United from the FA, um, which is utter insanity if you honestly believe that. Uh, but... It has to be said, if you search Trevor Kettle anywhere, it's every club's fans yeah. who seem to have an issue with him. It's not just us. I don't know. It's he's a He just seems to have, I don't know, some sort of arrogance about him that just mm. rubs people up the wrong way. And I'm not saying I'm exempt from, from that. It rubs me <laughs> up the wrong way as well. But, um, yeah, I think it, it's just pure in, incompetence. He's not a very good referee. I, there, there are things he does that you just think, why have you done? Not in, including us. So was it? Did he referee, if my memory serving me right, the 15-16 season where we got promotion, wasn't yeah. he refereeing Bristol Rovers Accrington? And he uh, gave... Yes. He, yeah. as, as the ball is in the box and a player turns to shoot, and, you know, I don't know... It's, it's Literally, as he shoots towards goal, Trevor Kettle starts blowing his whistle for full time and the ball goes in the net. And yeah. it's always one of those things. We always know when the referee's going to blow up because it's usually when the goalkeeper's about to launch it into midfield, you know, from a goal kick. They always wait. And they were always told, wait until the ball is in kind of a neutral area. You, yeah. you don't blow up in a, you know, if someone's racing through to score, you allow that play to, to continue. You don't blow up. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, and it's just I, look. I I know the rules are that when the allotted times up, we're up. But nobody mm. does that. And and you know, it's a as referees like to remind us when we're wait when we're one nil up and waiting for the end. <laughs> well, that is a minimum. Um, you yes. know, so so you know, it's it's. I, I I'm not. By the way, I'm not saying all referees talk like that. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I just kind of. I think the way to sum him up is to say he doesn't help himself. Um, yes. But then, do you know what? Yes. I don't think he's trying to help us. I don't really think he cares what we <laughs> no. think. Um, no. And I must say, um, I know I've had my my ups and downs with Carl Robinson, but I found it, I don't know, slightly vulgar, his his shout to Kettle, which yeah. if you've seen that, we all know what he said. Look, I know it's the heat of the moment job, I get that, and the guy rubs people up the wrong way. I just kind of thought... Mm, it was a bit much. But then, yeah. am I being naive? Is that commonplace in managers and refs? Do they talk to each other like that? I don't know. I know Possibly. fans say that sort of thing to refs, <laughs> but that's fans, isn't it? You know. But yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I, uh, you you kind of lose that moral, not moral high ground exactly, but you lose that. You know, if if you're polite to a referee and he still sends you off because you're questioning his ability. Yeah. In a constructive way, you're not, you know, you're not using foul abuse, whatever it might be. But. but then, did you see the thing? I missed this until a lot of a long time, well, a few hours afterwards. Um, that Carl's saying, when we play a game in the future and Kettle's refing, mm. he's going to just sit in the stands or something. Or yeah, I, I, and I saw somebody comment, and I, I think it's a fair comment from this person saying. Well, if you can't control your emotions, what are you doing? And I think there's a there's a point, you know. Yeah, you, you're you're making it. You're sort of going. Well, I'm going to take my ball away then if I can't uh, play. And it's you just don't don't abuse the referee. Yeah, uh, look, this is textbook Robinson. It's it's. I love the guy, right? Mm. But it, it because. But I, I kind of love him and get annoyed with him for exactly the same reason. Yeah. Is that he's so emotional. And yeah. and and he kind of drowns everything in emotion and and uh, I don't know this kind of mm. it's kind of a lot, isn't it? It's kind of too much sometimes, and yeah. I just kind of think you don't need to take yourself to the stands. No, no, no. Just look, Kettle's a ref. He's a ref. Yes, we all agree. 
he probably shouldn't be a ref anymore. The, the FA need to, or EFL, whoever, need to deal with that. But no, you're the manager of our football club. You need to be in the dugout car. I don't care who's refing. Yeah. What those stuff about, well, I'll take myself. What? I don't know. I just kind of thought, what are you talking if, about? If one of his players, <laughs> you know, had an issue, let's say somebody, you know, got sent off two or three times by the same referee and, and there was a sort of Harvey Atar player. If that player said to Carl, I tell you, don't play me in that game because he'll just send me off. <laughs> Carl would be going, no, 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 you're playing. Just don't get sent off. You know, it's, it, it's, it's the same sort of situation. Yeah. You know, you, 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 you rise above it. And it's interesting. You say, we've talked about sort of different styles of, of refereeing and you, you look at Carl Robinson and how emotionally he is compared to um, Michael Appleton and how... You know, you don't see that emotion. It's clearly, it's bubbling under the surface, but he doesn't let yeah. it break through. You almost want, you know, if we're winning, great, Carl's a great manager. If we're losing, you want somebody like Appleton who just sort of stands yeah. on the touchline. Doesn't say anything to the referee, but frightens <laughs> just, the hell out of him just by standing there and looking at them. Yeah, just fires his fist through a whiteboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or exactly. a, was it a dugout? A at dugout. Side, <laughs> yes, on the side of the dugout on there, yeah. That would uh, that would put the, uh, the the frighteners up any referee any, yeah. any person I think but yeah. Um, yeah yeah but then you know I've got to be I've, I guess I should be balanced there and say um, that you know Appleton smashing things up you know that's not really a way to behave either is it you know it's I'm, I'm not it's not the let's have a go at Carl hour <laughs> no. um, and and let's compare him to Appleton all the time but uh, you know because yeah uh, uh, punching stuff in dressing room is not a way to behave and. Well, no. what is effectively the workplace? Um, <laughs> True. Uh, but, We've said this before, though, how football is so different in well, terms of... Well, of course, of it how, is. You know, my, your manager, I don't know, probably doesn't go to the press and hang you out to dry no. if you've not had a you know, particularly good week or something, you know. No. You've got to send an invoice or something like that. And it's kind of like, you know, yeah. I, I, he's going to have to, you know, up his game and we'll, we'll drop him for a couple of weeks. Yeah, doesn't happen, does it? And the headbutt that was re- reported to have happened is kind oh, of yeah. going to be no more. Yeah, I think they, they again. That's another sort of heat at the moment thing where Carl's said enough to get people interested in what's gone on, but he's not said everything. And you just think if he'd have said, because it was only him mentioning it that got the newspapers and everybody interested. It wasn't like the reporters didn't say, oh, we think something happened at half time there. You know, Carl, can you can you elaborate? He's he's come out and said it. And you kind of think he, he could have been a lot less uh, descriptive with what happened and just said, you know, a few things went on in the, in the you know, in the tunnel. But we'll we'll leave it at that. These things happen in football. But he's. Yeah, it, it came across a little bit as sour grapes. Not, you know, if that did happen, and I'm I'm not saying it didn't, there has to be a line at which you do call the police because you, you know, there were a few people saying, oh, he's grasped him up. You can't, you can't do that. It's football, and it's kind of okay. Yeah, if there's pushing and shoving and a little bit of elbows and handbags or whatever you want to call it, and it just gets a bit shouty, fair enough. But I think there has to be a point at which you go, no, that that's not acceptable in because if you say a headbutt's acceptable then at what point do you say you know pushing someone to the ground and kicking them in the head is acceptable mm. there has to be a line you can't just go no anything goes yeah and it's no, it's at that point that you know if obviously carl thought a headbutt was that line and, and you kind of agree with him if it was if it well, was unprovoked again we've got no idea so we're kind of he's you know it, it's they've drawn a line under it and i guess we we'll have to do the same but yeah. I guess the next time we play a game involving 
Sunderland or Max Power will be, or, or Trevor Kettle will be. Yeah. But he can't, you know, it, it's kind of a pattern because he did, he did the same thing after the Accrington game. We'd lost and we didn't expect to lose that one. Not I'm no. saying that we expected to smash Accrington, but we didn't expect to lose. And then his post-match interview, he suddenly jumped to, uh, well, we're going to, with. I don't know how it was worded, but it was a, a, about signing Marcus McGuane, wasn't yeah. it? It's a and, little um, bit squirrel, you know. It's uh, well, yeah, sort of... yeah. And, <laughs> uh, and look, we might well be on the verge of it. I don't know. Yeah. But it just felt like an odd time to suddenly say that. And mm. it kind of screamed a little bit diversion or... But yeah. I kind of want to say, look, you don't need to... Yeah, some fans will shout at you and, and, and do all that, Carl. That's what some fans do, OK? Mm. But most moderate people like us will... will if we lose a game, we'll listen to what you have to say. You don't need to, you know, cap in and apologise. We'll listen to what you say, and then and then on we move. You know, mm. it doesn't. You don't need to. You know, we're not a, a teacher, and you've done an assignment late, and you need to think of a way <laughs> out of it. You know, just, yeah. just, just that's that's what happened. There we go. We move yeah. on. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Accrington was 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 a winnable game. You know, I don't think anyone expected us to beat Sunderland, and 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 in the games before, you know, I don't think anyone, ex- you know, Hull was going to be a difficult game. Blackpool was a difficult game, but we beat Lincoln, we beat Doncaster. In that kind of run of games that we've had recently, we've we've got some results we perhaps weren't expecting to get. We've had some poor results where we were expected to, and really only it's only Northampton and Accrington where we've we've kind of slipped up. And it, it's that fr- it's that frustration of looking at those two games, say against Northampton and against Accrington, where the form sort of tells you you should be winning those and stick six, six points on our on our points at the moment. We'd be level with Lincoln, who are in you know a poor run of form, a couple of games in hand on us. But that's it's it's frust- it's that frustration of the season that we are close to achieving something and getting in the playoffs but we're not, we're just not quite yeah and it's you know we we say to ourselves every year don't we that we shouldn't do this sort of thing but i <laughs> i just sort of can't resist it it's look at yeah like you've just done looking at where the points were dropped and mm. uh, i'm just just kind of thinking oh and and <laughs> you know it's that it's that noise isn't it i don't know how you spell that it's just kind of <laughs> you know that yeah, kind of it's that you're yeah. absolutely right it's, and it's... and you know i know you could say that any team that gets into them will look back and think oh you're lucky to get this point here mm. and that got us here and i know these things are all swings and roundabouts but when you're on our side of it you can't help but just <laughs> glance at the northampton game and think oh what <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, all those bloody two points of those down the A420. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, there we go. That, there we that go. Might, yeah, that might then, well, that kind of then brings us on to, you mentioned Marcus McGuane, um Carl Robinson talking about him, you know, we want to sign him. There's some good news coming, da, da, da. And it's, you, you feel like, no, Carl, announce the signing. Don't announce that you want to sign him because I'm sure everyone does in the club and all of that announce the signing not announce the we might be signing that's not what you know and it but you kind of look at Marcus McGuane as as what we perhaps do need in midfield as a as a, a kind of you know if we don't go up you know we one of the things sort of on the agenda as it were you know then we've, we're still in with a mathematical chance of, of getting in the playoffs but if it doesn't happen what do we need for next season and, and McGuane would be for me, a, a a a a real sort of important signing um, because he would 
sort of show, well, we, we're picking up some really good players. And it, but also, I think he's he's a player we've really missed because of his his pace and strength, which you know we've got some great players in midfield, but as as third division footballers, they all lack something, whether that's a little bit of pace or a little bit of strength or whatever it might be. I think McGuane is somebody who's got most of those attributes. Yeah, I mean, he was one of the stars in the summer, wasn't he? When we when in the transfer window, mm. um, and uh, one of those who's really disappointed when he he picked up the uh, the injury. Um, but it's because you, you kind of again you do the shoulda woulda coulda thing and think what how would we have a few more points if he was still in the team? I don't <laughs> know. Um, but yeah, it, it, it like say it's it, it'd be a hell of a signing, and I, I'm quite surprised that because he only went to Forest, I think, last summer. Um, from Barcelona B, wasn't it? Um, yeah, so, summer before was it? Anything oh, was it summer like, before? Right. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So I mean, it, it, it mean, and I think did they say he had a three, two and a half year contract there? Mm. I think two and a half. So, you know, I, I'm just surprised that they're they haven't really taken much of a chance on him at Forest, right. and he's he's going to go and well, well. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens. But like you yeah. say, if they can do it, it's a hell of a signal of intent mm. because that's a a bit of a fee, and I, I'd imagine he earns good money. Yeah, yeah, um, you would expect so. But I, I also think it shouldn't just be if we, you know, fr- from the club's point of view, we need two or three players of that level. We, we because you know his injury, we've missed him because of his injury, and, yeah. and sort of putting all your eggs in one basket with one player i think we need we we do need to strengthen you know i don't think that's that's not not being unfair on our players you know we we've had players who've performed brilliantly this season but if yeah. if those players performing you know to the top of their ability only gets us mid table we have to be you know tough and go yeah. well for the best of the club we need somebody else in this position or that position or these yeah. positions and and we need to get over the line we we if yeah. if the if the club whoever <laughs> we talked briefly last time about the the potential takeover or the you know the the boardroom reshuffle and, and different people taking up more of a, a controlling interest if if they're going to want promotion then it it, it needs more than just one Marcus McGrain it needs three or four to strengthen, probably I think up front, you know I think if if Aji plays as well as he can all the time, great, but I don't think he does, you know. And no. Matt Taylor had a was about a dozen games where he didn't score. You want somebody who is as good or better than them, yeah. You know, and, and that's not to sort of go, you know, oh, we don't think Matty Taylor is good. He is good, but we if we want promotion, we want better, and and it's the same. Well, it's the same with every position. The, one of the wider things here, when uh, Darrell Eels took over the club, so what, 2014, so I can't believe that's seven years ago, mm. um, he made, as soon as he came in, him and Appleton and Mark Ashton kind of had this idea that uh, the the model's going to be, we'll get in good young players mm. and eventually sell them on. Um, and that's how we'll, we'll, we'll put some in, but we'll also be bankrolled in part by that. And that's, mm. that's kind of been the model all the way to now. Mm. And Carl, I think, made reference this week to not necessarily dumping that, but kind of reassessing that and saying, look, that's all well and good, League 2 to League 1, and we could probably get in, you know, a 
shoulda, woulda, coulda again. We've done this a million yeah. times. James Henry's thing last last mm-hmm. year. If he scores that, we could be a championship club now. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. But I'm just the only reason I bring that up is because we could have become a championship club still doing this model. Mm. But it seemed that his comments were more kind of focused on if we get there, how do we sustain that? And we can't simply keep selling people that we get good fees for, but mm. but sometimes you want to keep the talent in the building and not not really, yeah. not get the money for it. And do you know how, do you know what I mean? It's kind of yeah. I no, think absolutely. he was. I think you're right. If you get in the championship, because you look at the players that have less left us, I don't think any of them have gone too direct to the Premier League. You know, we had Lundstrom who went to Sheffield United in the same division, or were they? In, no, they were in the champion. No, I think they I think they were in League One. Yes. But- yeah. Uh, so, yeah. But you know, Ryan Ledson, um, Lindstrom, yeah. Roof, um, yeah. Dunkley. Um, I'm just sort of off the top of my head thinking of players that we've had that have um, Callum O'Dowder. Yeah. They've all um, gone really to the championship. Yeah. So yeah, if we go in the, the championship, then the players that are around and about us are either going to say, well, I'm already in the championship. I don't need to move maybe for money. If, 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 if a huge club comes in for them in the championship, you can understand that. But you kind of think, yeah, get in the championship. You're going to retain all those players unless a Premier League club comes in, in which case then you're looking at a lot more money for a player that's attracted Premier League scouts and is therefore yeah. doing really, really well. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and yeah, it'd be interesting to see... I think the next six months or so will be very interesting for this football club because mm. Mm. I don't know when the change in the boardroom is, is going to happen, if it happens. Um, it seems to be they want to do it fairly soon from what the, the noises they were making um, and and what that's going to mean for the for the summer transfer window and, and what the aims will be. I mean, every I think every manager in the country is looking for more money, aren't they, or, or a bigger yeah. budget. Um, and Carl was obviously making noises that we're going to need one uh, to make a, 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 a bid for the championship and, and when we get there to stay there. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens across the next four, five, six months. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's exciting times. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, other, other things to, uh, to, to talk about, Hi, the, the usual. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, hope you're well. Hope hope you're hi well. to everyone else that listens. Yeah. Um, one of the things that was announced um, this week by the club was a fan council, which I know um, has been sort of talk, um, talked about in the past, never really took off. Um, and I guess it, it, it's an interesting sort of thing that the club want to listen to what people have to say from different groups. But equally, you know, I think there's a, there's an awful lot of stuff that people will will perhaps talk about that applies to everybody. Um, you know, the the state of the toilets, the car parking, things like that. It doesn't matter what kind of group you represent. That's that's important. Um, whether whether I don't, I'm not quite not quite sure what the the sort of the aim of this is. You know, it, it will 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 things be act, actioned? you know acted upon if somebody brings something up i don't know yeah i mean it's it's um my immediate thought as i think a lot of people's immediate thought was well i don't know but i'm i'm guessing is that i i, I read it and thought well this is what oxbox do 
Mm. Um, this is what their job is, I think. Um, I, 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 I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, I'm absolutely not trying to poo-poo the idea straight away. I'm not trying to um, dilute it and say, ah, just write it off. Why are they doing that? That's a waste of time. I, I think from reading the article, it comes from... It looks like it comes from a good place. It comes from a... They, they want to involve people in conversations but then i can't help but <laughs> just be a little bit of a not a conspiracy theorist but you know a bit skeptical and think but we do have a, a body that already does this and you know i know that the club i mean the whole point of oxfox i think it's in in its kind of strap line is an independent supporters trust mm. and supporters trust should always be independent that's the point of them you know they're they're a kind of like a I don't know, kind of like a trade union, I guess, aren't they? They they yeah. should be independent, and they should, because that's how you maintain your level of uh, asking the difficult questions when they're required. Mm. Um, you know, you can't can't be in one's pocket, so to speak. And 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 our trust isn't. You know, that's the way it should be. Um, but I guess maybe the club wants a. I don't know. Do they want to have one that they that they've started? I don't know. Um, but I just kind of. I get that it's coming from a good place, and I, I, I'm not exactly against it. I'll just be interested to see how it goes and and what what happens with it, really. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know how the relationship will work with Ox because I think Oxfox were mentioned in the. I'm not ignoring the fact, side by the way, that you are a committee <laughs> member of Oxfox. <laughs> you probably, I, probably I can't really no you probably I, can't I, really I, give I, an opinion. <laughs> I am that that that's that's kind of fact and, and yeah. general knowledge. Um, I'm, at the moment, I'm I'm not speaking on behalf of Oxfox here. This is the yeah, Fence End no, podcast, course, and I'll course, I'll, yeah. I'll say you know my piece, and I'm not saying anything that I wouldn't sort of you know beyond you know if any any communication from the club um, or openness or transparency, whatever you want to call it, and and, and conversations with the fans is good. That, you know, since Saki yeah, went, absolutely. I think everyone realizes since Saki's gone, that's kind of not been as good as it was um yeah. you know that, that's not um not not breaking confidences or anything like that you know no, i think we no, all no. we all realize that and if the club are, you know if if somebody on the fan council asks the same question that oxfox have asked you know whether either privately or publicly and the club give a reply then that's good as well you know the thing to do i guess like you said is if if they're not going to give the same reply to you know if we ask a question or we if oxfox ask a question and it's not responded to but somebody in the fan council asks the same question and it is, as it is, and it is then that's a bit of a well, why are you doing that you know so as long as you know question everybody's treated the same questions are asked questions are answered where possible i think it, it's it's a good thing i, I think i guess it just needs a, a little bit of you know um what's the mission statement for the fan council uh what what are they hoping what are the club hoping to do with that you know um and and we'll see where that goes you know um so yeah yeah, yeah. i think it's kind of that seems to be where we are doesn't it just kind of seems to be let's see what happens with it because there's not yeah. much else we can say really is no there? It's, no not it's... i think until it's either set up or the, or the club say more about how they see it working and, and what the structure is and, and, and how it, you know, if I, I don't know, it might, it might be, you know, they just want to get a, a bit more of a feedback from certain groups. You know, Andy Wilmer's set up the forces group. Um, there's LGBT plus groups. 
there are you know i don't know issues i know there have been issues in the past with disabled parking you know that, but that takes us back to we don't own the ground we don't own the car parks how much can the club do mm. with with you know in response to those sort of questions so i guess yeah time time will will, will tell and we'll, we'll see where we get to with, with yeah. what they want to do with it yeah uh, one of the other things that we we kind of put on the I was going to say gender. Gender is a meeting at running order, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Was was the uh, the the nineties kit, oh, ninety five, ninety six kits, weren't oh, they? The, 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 the terrace are doing. And yeah. uh, I have one of the uh, you know the original that red and black stripe yeah. uh, Unipart kit from ninety six. Um, I have I was be- best man at a wedding, and my mate bought me the uh, the, the the shirt as a thank you. Uh, oh okay it's, it's a, it was i was kind of a last minute replacement for the best man. i was going to be an usher then the original best man for some reason couldn't make it and it were he was working in europe and and things so i kind of stood in literally at the last minute the last week so uh oh wow he was going to try and get a number 12 put on the back and, and couldn't in time as sort of like the substitute um yeah. so but that no that's a very much a treasured possession because it's a great kit i know oh. it's red it's got red in it no it's a great kit I yeah love it. I'm always intrigued with with um, do you because uh, did you know at the time that those that home and away kits that year were really good or do these things become <laughs> desired in a retro kind of retrospective set? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. What you I, mean. And I because, wonder as well whether it, it became a great kit because of the association with that season. Yeah, well, there's that as well because I think some things. You know, it's like some album covers. Uh, sometimes they're rubbish, but if the album turns out to be an absolute hit, mm. it becomes a great album cover. Or yeah, the yeah. name of the album might be gibberish, but if it's a great album, you get loads of people trying to figure out what the name meant. Or yeah. well, it yeah. might have just been some crap that was made up. But yeah, I mean, the, <laughs> those kits. Because um, I remember the the fifteen sixteen kit was was a great kit and i remember but i remember thinking that at the time but then mm. there, we we have had other kits that i've i didn't well not that i didn't like i was kind of didn't have an opinion on at the time but then look back and think oh actually i do like that kit it's a pretty good one that mm. um uh, but yeah i don't but those the the ones that terrace doing is it is it 95 96 i think so yeah yeah it's, yeah, a, it's, it's an outstanding stripe. kit yeah, yeah. um the home and away that that year is such yeah. a lovely kit, and it's so like I love the the buttons, the collars, the this the 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 ox heads across the front. I don't know, everything about it is just it's a great kit, and yeah. even the even uni part just looks quite good on it. It's yeah. it, it it works well on there, and yeah, really nice one that. It'd be lovely to see that come, make a comeback as a as an away kit. You know, yeah, it's just yeah, as an yeah. option, or or hints of it. You know, with yeah. little bits of it in there. You know, um, elements of it. it would yeah, look, uh, yeah. It's a it's a cracking kit. Um, right on to Saturday and Tuesday, and crew away on Saturday. Talking about crew, we do it. I'm trying to think. I I didn't make. I didn't go to that game, but or was it? No, it might have been Tranmere where we we wore wore the red and black stripe. But it was you know that crew away in that season was was a memorable game. Um, going to be a tricky one this season. You know they they are just behind us. They're on a coat. If they win, if they beat us Saturday, they go above us. But if we win Saturday, we could go seventh. It's such a tight division. Um, Crew. Similar to us in that they had a, a poor start to the season, had a good middle, and then have been in sort of patchy form 
Um, yeah, and they're a side that um, a bit like Sunderland um, after after that game. Mm. I was looking on social media after the Crew game and the stuff that happened with them earlier in the season, the COVID stuff. I, I I found myself going on Twitter and thinking, oh, we have a rivalry with Crew now. Apparently, <laughs> yes, yeah. like after the Sunderland game, you'd think we were Newcastle or something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It, it was it was strange. The um, we see there seems to be a bit of animosity between our sets of fans over yeah. what went on earlier in the season. I, I don't know, but I think um, we're, we're missing being at games and being able to boo referees yeah, and boo yeah, yeah. managers. You know, take it back to that Sunderland game very briefly. If if um, you know, all of that had happened with thirty or forty or whatever thousand Sunderland fans and a couple of thousand Oxford fans. You know, the the Sunderland fans would have been taking the Mickey out of Carl Robinson for getting sent off and booing yeah. him and laughing at him and doing whatever they they would have done. We would have given um, the the referee pelters and all of that sort of stuff, and then we'd have you know had a drink afterwards and gone out that evening and forgotten about it. And I think yeah. because we're not able to get that emotion out at the time. You know, we can all sit in front of our computer screens and boo at it, but it doesn't. It's not the same as being there and booing at it. So, no. so for a lot of people, that there's that need to then go and tell everybody else that you've been booing, basically. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> it's kind of like these things go on a little bit longer than they would normally. Yeah, no, that's right, that's right, and um, yeah, I don't know. It's it it seems to, um, it, like you say, it seems we just haven't got a way to channel anything now, have we? So. We have to we have to go to to Twitter or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. But the, was the crew game cancelled twice? The home game. Um, Were there two attempts to play that, and then we got it on the third? Or I'm sure there was one, and then it was like one, wasn't there? Definitely. Yeah, and then the I'm second. sure we tried again, and then again we had to. Possibly I might be remembering Might that have been wrong, crew but, twice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it seems like a. I don't know. There's a bit of stuff between us, isn't there? But yeah, I, I've got no idea on a prediction for this one. It's it's we're too kind of close to each other, and mm. like you say, we've had very similar kind of patchy levels of form. And um, I'm gonna go. I'm to, total stab in the dark. I'm gonna go for a two-two draw. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go for a win. I think we. Oh, fair enough. We hope hope for a reaction to the Easter games. Um, and it will be that I, I I saw a little somebody put a graphic on Twitter and it was sort of a little triangle and it, it sort of you know Oxford get beat everybody's down Oxford start to play well everybody gets excited Oxford go really well and then it goes back to the Oxford get beat and we're in that sort of cycle <laughs> of I'm not yeah. sure which point we're on and I I can see us winning you know we've got crew then we've got Shrewsbury I can see us getting six points I said that about you know Lincoln and Sunderland but I can see us getting six points out of that and everybody myself included getting excited that we're going to make the playoffs and then we'll slip up against Wimbledon or someone like that and it'll just (laughs) it'll just be taking it to the end of the season with with that little glimmer of hope you know and you kind of think no no let's just accept we're not going up and you know enjoy the coast into the end of the season but I don't think yeah. I don't think we will I think we'll win on Saturday and, and we'll all get excited again yeah as as the, as we do <laughs> yeah and yeah. I will too <laughs> <laughs> but that's the joy of, that's that's why we we do it isn't it yeah, if we, you know it's it's exciting it's gonna be wouldn't have it any other way would we no uh, and then on Tuesday we play Shrewsbury 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 one of the two um well just one of them um who who've been sort of you know on 
patchy form. Again, they're, they're a little bit below us. Um, I don't think they're in any danger of, of the relegation spots. So they're kind of relaxed and maybe could be could cause an upset if they beat us. Will, would it be an upset if they beat us? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, they, they don't seem to be a million miles behind. I think it's only seven points um, with a game in hand, or two mm. games in hand. Um, so, you know, it's it's... I don't know. The next two games are just going to be because it's it's a kind of a a big mid-table event, isn't it? But we're the ones with kind of still a tiny bit of hope. Um, But those two, you know, I'd I'd imagine that it's probably uh, a bit too much of a stretch now to. to, Well, Shrewsbury certainly is, and um, um, just so just looking. But the thing is, looking at the games that are going on this weekend, where um, Lincoln played Blackpool and Sunderland played Charlton so four of the teams above us are playing in two of the games and yeah. you know somebody's dropping points there uh, yeah. you know you can see Blackpool with the run they're on probably beating Lincoln you know and then if we pick up a, a win we go three points behind Lincoln and, mm. and, and all of a sudden it's getting tight again if Charlton you know Charlton against Sunderland Somebody could win that. You you almost think, well, if Sunderland, we don't want Charlton winning that. You're, you're starting to look and, and hope for certain results in those games. Um, yeah. And it all gets it gets very tight. And again, you know, Milton Keynes, MK, are just a couple of points behind us. Um, and they're playing Ipswich, who are above us. And, and it's all very kind of, yeah, still a lot, a lot mm. of games involving yeah. teams above us that they, they have, somebody has to drop points. Yeah. Uh, it's a long, it's it, yeah, and and like I say, there's only what six, seven, eight games left, depending on how many you've got, and and mm. um, it's it's going to be a lot's going to change between yeah. now and the end of the season. Um, you have to think that, um, it's it's probably unlikely that we'll get in the playoffs, um, but there is a chance, um, and, and you know to be to be six points away. I know there's games in hand up there, but. Um, it's it's not a million miles away. It's not impossible, um, but yeah, it's uh, a win on Saturday would certainly help. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Yeah. I'm I'm not a betting man, so, and but I wouldn't put money on us getting into the playoffs. But no, but there we okay. go. One other thing to mention um, is the Oxford United women's team who played um, last weekend beat Cardiff um, in the second round of the women's FA Cup, and after a hell of a long layoff, you know they they've not played. Uh, their, their their league has been uh, cut short, but with the, the the lockdown easing and that kind of thing, elite sport at their at the women's level is back, and they they played beat Cardiff one nil and play Billericay Town um, this weekend on Sunday, and if you want to, the game is being streamed live, so go to the Oxford United website, um, but you can watch that game for free um, and live on an online stream but but to to come back from from a hell of a long layoff have like a week's training and then get a result like that and it's it's that kind of they're now in a position where they either win and carry on playing or lose and, and go home and and that's it for the season it's it's yeah. a real kind of you know sudden death now yeah absolutely and and you only ever seem to hear really good things um mm. about the women's team and it, it's um uh, you know, it's it's definitely a, a, a going from strength to strength, isn't it? Um, and and yeah, the the um, 
to get into the third round, um, Cardiff is supposed to be a, a pretty good, decent side as well. So, and like you say, mm-hmm. with the big gap they had and in in, in not playing, that's no, it's great, absolutely great for the club. Yeah. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I think you're right. It, it, I I took in a couple of games. Um, time has has warped. I'm trying. To, I think it was at the sort of during lockdown or when it was open a little bit and we could go to games, but not the men's games. I can't remember now, but I went to some of the women's games anyway. And it's, it's, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic standard. They, they are, they play good football. Um, and we've got some really talented players there and a, and a, and a, a coaching setup who, you know, some of us know, uh, hi Kath. So hi, they're doing some, yeah, doing some fantastic work there. Um, and, and, and doing well and, you know, fingers crossed, um, for Sunday. Um, to, mm. to carry on in the FA Cup, absolutely would be great. Would be absolutely great. So yeah, yeah. good luck there. Um, I think that's it. I think we've we've covered pretty much everything. We'll um, we'll come back next week and and, and uh, review the the crew and Shrewsbury games, and then look forward to Gillingham, Wimbledon, and the rest of the season. Um, yeah. So yes, I think that's it. Thank yeah. you for listening. Thank you for listening, everybody. Uh, Thanks. Take care of each other. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.